Hola, ¿cómo estás? And me, <laughs> uh, forgive me, I've uh, been practicing a bit of my Espanol uh, Spanish uh, for many things, uh, one which is uh, it's actually part of my heritage. And my heritage is kind of a mixed heritage. So, anyways, uh, thank you for uh, coming to the show, uh, or at least to this podcast episode, uh, particularly this particular Somewhat honored the uh, passing of uh, loved ones. And in this particular one, uh, this one is literally something that I've known firsthand that uh, there's a lot of people who have influenced uh, myself to uh, be who I am today. Uh, my family, they always encouraged to believe what you always want. passionate of whatever it is that you want to do and never, never seem to uh, have any issues uh, along the way, which I'm hoping to instill that to my nature, because this is it's one of my many passions that I love to do, and, you know, it, it, even though it's a tough road, it's a tough road uh, without them being around, uh, of course we always know that they're So anyways, uh, since uh, this is Del de Muertos, or also say, uh, for those who are not from the U.S., uh, let me go ahead and break down the uh, celebrations, if you will. Of course, you know, in a traditional way, you know, there's always a, uh, there's always a platter or a feast uh, for people to uh, come by and, you know, partake, you know, reminisce. Uh, basically, it's almost like a 4th of July, just, uh, not too much of, uh, not too much of fireworks per se, but more of a celebration of passings and loved ones and remembering loved ones, uh, for that particular matter. Uh, the best case to understand these, and this is in both chronological order, because these two films are, uh, driven into the festivities of all things. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the 2014's uh, Fox animation, uh, and this is actually kind of true because it's all so rich in this one, uh, The Book of Life uh, back in 2014. Of course, uh, this has starred, uh, and I kid you not, this literally is like one of those big things that like started some of it all. Of course, it had uh, Zoe Zadel, uh, Chan Tatum. Uh, if you listen carefully, you may be able to hear like uh, Cheech Marin, George Lopez, maybe, I don't know, Flavi. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, for this particular film, yes, it is uh, of a Hispanic heritage. Uh, this is which helps out the whole film entirely. Directed by Jorge uh, R. Gutierrez or George R. Gutierrez. And uh, this is also screen screenplayed by him as well as a fellow screenplay writer as himself, uh, Dalby Doug uh, Landale. Uh, one of the four producers is, I kid you not, is uh, Guillermo del Toro, and I mean, honestly, come on now, we, we know Guillermo uh, del Toro's wonderful, uh, wonderful contribution is of a heritage-driven uh, series, especially if it comes down to something that deals with family, and uh, majority of the movie does have a bit of family in there, so... Yeah, uh, this is one of those films that we'll be uh, looking into. Uh, so, uh, the beginning of the story is, of course, we're having ourselves a bit of a tour group, if you will. A bunch of kids who doesn't know too much of the heritage. 
uh, <laughs> which ironically this that's like almost every single generation uh, to be honest and uh, of course uh, the tour guides the tour that's happening is like it gives these kids like a sense of knowing what they're expecting uh, lo and behold, we have ourselves a tour guide go by the name of Mary Beth, who takes them to an exhibit, uh, which is a little, uh, little, uh, museum piece, uh, called, uh, ironically, the, um, the little, uh, town called St. Angela, St. Angela, or, or in the Spanish, uh, San Angelito, but in in a sense, it's still a little village, and there's always um, two different lands, if you will. Uh, El Muerte is uh, the land of the remembrance, which is this lovely little, you know, sparkle of a little lady who's all, you know festive and everything, whereas we have uh, Zabelba, which is the uh, underworld of the land of the forgotten. Uh, one day on Earth, uh, and this is actually uh, probably an old story that needs to be told, but anyways, um, on Earth they visit the uh, land of the living to celebrate the passings of all the loved ones that have happened and all that. And sure enough that this is uh, one night that a young a young Joaquin uh, Moondragon is competing with his little rival Manolo Sanchez for the heart of one Maria so of course you know it's it's like a children's little rivalry you know it's, it's cute it's, it's it's a wonderful thing so both Alamuete and Zababa make this little wager you know you know young love and all that and she kind of wavers that if Malolo, Malolo gets Maria places because he's getting sick and tired of the whole dank crip and all that so of course you know there's your uh, true true testament of good versus evil kind of deal you know so of course they are uh, you know they're growing up they're little kids wandering here and there and you know out of out of nowhere in the whole uh, group if you will uh, so Boba, as disguised as a man, decides to give Joaquin a uh, a little uh, a little gift, uh, kind of a little cheat kind of he did, but nonetheless he did give Joaquin a an advantage uh, over uh, Malolo. So basically, it's something that. Uh, Joaquin can do, but it Mololo can't, and therefore lies the uh, true testament that if it's, you know, true love's heart or whatever, that win the uh, thing, right? So they're, they're slowly growing up, they're doing little things here and there, and then all of a sudden out of, uh, out of one little incident that happens with them when they're young, uh, plot twist, they actually grew apart uh, 
in different aspects. Of course, uh, Malolo's family, the Sanchez's, were a family of bullfighters, which Malolo never find himself being a bullfighter, more of a, uh, a singer, if you will. <laughs> and uh, by doing so, he's kind of forbidden himself becoming a bullfighter, which his father literally is uh, forbidden uh, Malolo never to become a singer, never become a mariachi singer of all things. And Joaquin, uh, his family was all military. And ironically, uh, Maria's father is the the uh, somewhat chief of the police, so to speak. So it was uh, it was well known that that he would be you know helping uh, Maria's father out on many things, which in this film it proven that uh, her father wants her to be like a handmaid, be a waiting. But we all know how rebellious uh, little girls are, and even so, uh, it's true. Uh, you really can't really raise a, a child to be a handmaiden for such a long time. Which, proven to this film, yes, it, it will not, never happen. It will never happen. So, of course, everyone grew up. Uh, Malolo did don uh, his father's uh, familiar garment of being a, you know, being a uh, bullfighter even though he doesn't want to be. And Joaquin becomes this grandioso uh, champion of the people, which is pretty much a little, you know, true testament of being a cheater. But even so, uh, no one knows that he has a little bit of a Zaboba surprise. And Maria uh, grew up to be a lovely, fine little lady. Uh, who knows certain things, but even so, uh, she is how she is supposed to be envisioned. So, of course, uh, when time comes, they uh, come gather around a bullfighter ceremony that Malolo's father helped bring uh, bring him to uh, do, but even so, he, Malolo refuses to end the bowl. Pretty much not only um, angers the whole crowd because the whole family tradition is right there, and it only impresses Maria that he is a man of his word. He never wants to be a, a bullfighter. He didn't want to become a person who is the unalive uh, thing. And this kind of helps out with the whole um, whole thing and everything. But even so, um, towards the end, Maria is being pushed by her father to marry Joaquin because Joaquin is this grandioso uh, citizen of the people and whatnot. Uh, which, ironically, uh, if she somewhat marries uh, Joaquin, he gives his old attention to this bandit king, uh, bandit king that's been spreading out the world called, uh, Chakal. So, secretly, without anyone knowing, um, in the middle of the night of all things, um, Malolo and Maria is recousing to each other's love before dawn, but, uh, sadly, uh, Zabobo sent out his staff to pretty much, uh, end her, thinking that, uh, whatever happened to her is, like, cause of so by doing so, uh, he invokes uh, this snake to also bite him as well, and causes him to uh, pass on to live in apparently demise. Which, ironically, in some twisted uh, events by Saboba, he is ironically sent to the land of the remembering to be reunited by not only his ancestral family, the Sanchez's, of uh, certain variety, uh, his uh, great-great-grandfather, his grandfather, uh, his great-great-uncle, uh, maybe twice removed, uh, his cousins were all bullfighters of sorts, but it was only of his mom. Uh, his mother never was a bullfighter. 
by doing so, they kind of uncover this the bubble plot by realizing that Maria is not in the land of her memory; she's still in the land of the living. Which brings uh, El Muerte's uh, presence, but it's not really El Muerte; it's the Boba himself, who is now the ruler of the realm because he made that wager. And now that Maria has no choice but to marry Joaquin, so it was like totally weird. So infuriated with this information, uh, Malolo is like wondering, like, how can I? be able to go home and then it's it's because of El Moete only she's able to bring him back but to the travel of the land of the forgotten he literally has to make his way over to and I kid you not into the candle man which is pretty much the overseer of everyone who ever lives and ever does and it totally being told to Malolo, like, hey, I'm not finishing writing your book because your book is being written by you, my dude. So, of course, he is, he's literally taking whoever's family members with him to go to El Moete in the land of the forgotten to expose this cheat that Sebulba has put upon. So, of course, uh, he gets over to El Morete, uh, she learns of this false, you know, truth, this false path that Sebulba put in front of him. And now she's embedded with fury because of Sebulba. But even so, there was a wager that's already been done, but there's another wager for him to return. So, in order for Malolo to return from a challenge of Sebulba's choosing, uh, it would be really weird not to have anything at stake. So the stake was is that uh, in order for uh, Malolo to get back to the land of the living, he has to defeat something that Zabob's choosing. But also, if he fails to do so, he's stuck in the land of Forgotten. And not only Zabob will have the already recently required land of the uh, memory, but he'll also be ruling over the land of Forgotten. Which pretty much make him a ruler of both realms, leaving uh, El Muerte without ending. And ironically, in the, the challenge that Zabalba gave Malola is a giant bull skeleton to must defeat because these are bull uh, skeletons that was slain by every Sanchez that is literally like, you know, done by a Sanchez over the past of their lives. So, um, by trying not to do something about it, it's, it's like having his greatest fear right in front of him, trying to be who he's not wanted to be, but he has to. On, in the land of the living, on the other hand, um, Joaquin's uh, proposal is quickly, like, accepted because Maria wanted Malolo, but since he passed on and Joaquin's like right there she has no choice because this will present uh, protect San Angelo or An- Angelo yeah but uh, there's a twist because of one night uh, when Joaquin was protecting the whole town one of Chacal's uh, mercenaries noticed that there was a medallion at Joaquin and Joaquin's like protecting it so, by observing this medal, is realizing that this was uh, Jakal's medal that he's been searching for. So, and it's so weird. Uh, but, but even so, uh, Jakal is literally almost stopped by uh, Asanjaz, who is still around, and this is Mololo's father. But by doing so, um, Malolo's father is joined with his mother in the land of remembrance uh, for this bullfight that Malolo is going to fight for. So, he's pulling all the stops that he's remembering out of his training, how how to stop a bull. But 
not how to stop a bull with a sword, but he stopped a bull by singing an apology song to the bull. Appeasing it by making it feel that it is remembered, that it's, it's right there. It is, it is sad to see a true warrior spirit of a bull to be, you know, off in its delicacy of prime, if you will. And by doing so, the bull submits to Malolo, as well as everyone else, realizing that this is, this is the same, why are we even doing this? And then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> it was also notified by that uh, Zabobo left uh, Joaquin with the medallion, uh, which the medallion was the little trinket that uh, he gave at when young Joaquin was like helping him out. The uh, medallion, on the other hand, it protects the person from being, well, unalive. But even so, it is like totally weird for him as well. So, by impressing everyone, uh, Mololo is resurrected to come back to the land of the living to not only save the town, but the love of his life and everything else. Uh, by also doing so, and this is on a celebration of things, he is um, resurrected with not only his actual being, but his family as well, in well-discussed uh, skeleton form, uh, which helps him defeat the day. But it was only between Malolo and Joaquin to, you know, defeat Jakal with help with Maria. But even so, it was a self-sacrifice that Malolo did to save not only the town, but the feature call in the process by uh, pretty much surrounding himself with uh, a metal bell, which literally Jakal is this big walking bomb, this literal time bomb, and by doing so, sealing himself to be unalive. A uh, bit of a plot twist because Joaquin didn't really want to like try to do anything but at the same time he's like he saved Malolo by slipping the medallion that was supposed to be uh, on him uh, behind Malolo in the back causing him not to perish when the bomb goes off uh, and pretty much has both him and Maria live happy lives as Jakal and Zabova and um they reconcile being one of one of the other on this one. However, the towards of the end of that movie was the tour guide was El Muerte and the old security guard was this entire time. Which, towards the end, the candle maker makes an appearance to tell us that we are in charge of our own lives and we should you know, for, push forward of how to make it, and this film is really uh, near dear in my heart to one of the things, and I for one believe that this is, you know, one of those films where, yes, uh, our destinies are not complete, uh, when you're young, your, your future is not really handed to you, you make your future by pursuing what you have dreamed, which I, I do love the story so much that this is what is part of not only my culture, but also at the same time something that I'm very familiar on how to pursue on certain things. Uh, the second one, uh, the second film that I want to talk about, uh, and this is like, this is definitely something that I'm, I want to dedicate to. And super, super amazed that this was ever made uh, from Disney. And, of course, I cannot stress this enough, but gracias, uh, Senora Coco. And Senora Coco is, you know, the inspiration of Mama Coco, uh, which is the title of the film is Coco. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the animators and store plot was based off a 
real theatrical uh, lady who has lived, and I kid you not, lived for a long time uh, in the streets of, uh, of the city, embracing the culture of how the idea of the Romeros has been submerged uh, in both genre as well as culture. And this is definitely one of those films that I am proud of. Uh, the sad part is that the, uh, the lady who uh, gave our inspiration of the character Coco, our little, our little uh, Mama Coco, um, sadly the inspiration that was here um, is passed away in the year 2022. And this is not only a inspiration of this film and I don't know if it's part of her story or is it something totally different but this film back in 2017 uh, was literally something that I I would say I'm proud to be Hispanic and proud to be an So, uh, for this, gracias, Senora Coco, um, which gave us this film uh, back in 2017. Even though I'm not an animator, I am a filmmaker, but I never would have dreamed this uh, being part of a enriched culture that it is. So, uh, basically, if if you haven't seen the film. Definitely on Disney Plus. Uh, definitely around Halloween, you get to see this. And the, the, the basically the story goes is that uh, Miguel uh, is the uh, is this young man who wants to be nothing other than a musician because he is like seeing things that starting like to feel comfortable with him. Now keep in mind, uh, his his whole family is literally like shoemakers all right so it's like literally trying to make sure you got like different things going on at the same time it's like working on a goal of not only having both the family that you're with knowing that you have like a steady goal for this one you know uh, of course um even though the family has strict rules that there's no musical thing happening uh, whatsoever, uh, he keeps mentioning his uh, great-great-grandmother, Emilda, being married to a guy who was also uh, in the business. But when she was raising her daughter, uh, because the man wanted to perform, she had no choice but to provide her Pretty much a shrine uh, to the all past loved ones, but uh, thanks to a courageous dog that he somewhat owns, uh, the 
photo of his uh, grandmother Coco, great grandmother Coco, and Emilda uh, pretty much like have this gentleman who has the similar guitar in the photo, and he recognized that guitar by being on Ernesto de la Cruz, which is like it's awkward. It's like really, I, I, is is he? And he's thinking that uh, his grandmother is mentioning to him that that's his pap- that's her papa. That Ernesto de la Cruz was his papa, not grandpapa, or great great grandpa. <laughs> so, uh, and even so, it was like immediately like he's going to a talent show. Uh, disregarding a uh, family rule, family tradition that there was no music whatsoever being played. And he really wanted to become a musician that badly. So, of course, he is uh, forbidden to play a musical instrument and realize I'm like, wait a minute, I'm family. Uh, this photo kind of proves that I own that guitar. I'm going to need to borrow that guitar uh, for just one night. So, ironically, he breaks into uh, De La Cruz's, uh, I would say, mausoleum, but it's more like a temple. And once he grabs his guitar, he becomes like this, this, and I kid you not, and it definitely feels like a Disney thing here. Once he plays a string, or pretty much plays several strings, he is uh, transported to literally the If, if I have to get all scientifically uh, mystified here, there, there there could be like a barrier <laughs> that Miguel uh, might have actually opened. Um, but it's only for him to get through and also having a family member to try to get him out. So I think that's, that's probably what he did by entering to the land of the dead where, ironically, the... Uh, Mehebel Marigold uh, flower, which is like literally the uh, orange golden flower that represents the uh, belonging and passing of a wonderful tradition. Uh, He pretty much finds himself going to that point of the bridge and trying to like, hey, I accidentally did something. I need to get back to the land of the living, which he has no idea what to do until he saw like several of his like great uncles his aunts cousins that he has over there especially his great great in Milda which ironically it's like oh boy (laughs) oh yeah the head the head lady of the family I did not know what I was gonna do Uh, and in order for in order for that to happen they literally have to have her photo back the ofrenda because it was accidentally removed by Miguel and Miguel realizing that he still had that photo and realizing that if he if he realized now he's cursed because he was trying to steal from the dead and in order for him to return back to the land of the living for the sunrise or he becomes one of the uh, dead so, uh, with a family blessing, if you will, uh, he literally asked for Emilda's blessing to get him out of there, which, of course, yes, she did at the first time, but when he tries to uh, grab the guitar and run out, he is sent back to the land of the dead once more because he kind of broke the family rule. He's not supposed to become a musician. Mieda is offering Miguel a blessing under the condition that he should end the dream as a, as a musician, but he refuses to take this like pedestal to just already thinking that, hey, I have another family member. He used to be your husband. I'll go ask for his blessing instead. However, he runs into this street peasant uh, Hector, who actually somewhat declares that he knows Delacruz. And to offering him a blessing of uh, of De La Cruz, uh, the only thing he, that Ernesto is asking for him is that, or Hector, 
is that he put his photo on an ofrenda. Therefore, he can try to visit his daughter before she ends up forgetting about him. And there would be explanatory why he would. So, of course, uh, both Hector and Miguel are like going across town find a guitar for Miguel to begin with. But uh, by even so, um, literally he literally like told tells him like hey we're gonna do this this way and all that and hopefully you'll get me there however um he stops at a friend's house and you know Miguel doesn't even know that Hector is actually a singer and when he picks up his friend's guitar uh, he plays this wonderful Wonderful children's note, <laughs> uh, even though he's changed the lyrics because of the child, and he is, you know, like sending a fond farewell for a person who has lived his life and now can finally rest. Which uh, the sad part is that uh, it's true. If you if you forgot. penthouse um, in there but uh, during this time Miguel's family is being tracked him to, because he's you know running around in circles and this whole thing right so uh, pretty much he tried his best to try to get out of there uh, Miguel is telling is telling Hector that we need to get going but Hector's realizing that hey you do have another family members why don't you just quickly do this and get out? And Miguel didn't want to do that because he, quite frankly, wanted to get his grandfather's blessing, if you will, in order for him to continue on being a musician. So, uh, leaving uh, Hector out, he's literally like, you know, he's literally like left out the deal in this whole thing. But when Miguel went inside the mansion, she declared that uh, Ernesto, which is De La Cruz, that that's his, his great-great-grandson, he he doesn't realize that uh, De La Cruz is like, I'm shocked, I'm surprised, I have a great-grandson, that's fantastic. And, you know, it's like, he's somewhat reminiscing that it's like, it's totally weird to have a famous grandfather realizing that it's actually his grandfather. However, uh, towards the end of the celebration, Hector confronts both of them and employs Miguel to just take his photo to go to the room, which pretty much has a remembrance, if you will, that uh, both, yes, Ernesto and Hector were partners, uh, but it's realizing is realizing that something that is like, wait a minute, this feels somewhat familiar, I'm feeling something, and he sees a scene on, on there, it's like it's poison, but realizing that on the night that he was arguing with Dela Cruz, he literally did poison Hector, and steal not only his guitar, but his music, to pass it off as his own so he had no choice but to, you know, like, grab both Miguel and Hector to, like, you know, protect not only his legacy of being the world's greatest musician, which is like a bad guy move, but also to doom Hector by stealing his photo of himself without Miguel taking it to the land of the living. Bit of a, bit of a pot twist. 
flooding back with all the memories of what she had learned and all she remembers. And ironically, and this is a, a wonderful treasure moment, that even though there was a piece of the photo ripped off, she never lost that lost piece. She never threw away the torn piece of her family because of her father because she still cares about her father regardless of what happened to her in the past of how her father abandoned the family and all that. But it, it never stops with her loving her father. And it's by doing so, Miguel literally put this two pieces together like Hector's photo is with the frame and everything that works. Pretty much ending the ban of him ever getting the uh, getting the you know photo for Hector to live on. Uh, a year later, uh, we're back to Miguel once more, and by him showing up more of his ofrenda, it's like literally showing everything that's happening. Uh, sadly, yes, we have seen a dearly departed. photo being on the ofrenda but now Hector's photo being <laughs> in the frame but uh, they are introduced with a new bundle uh, his, her sister, his sister Sokoko uh, or Sokoya which um, with the many letters that was actually presented and proved that Dela Cruz actually stole not only Miguel's family's legacy. Now the uh, now everything that is like part of the legacy that Ernesto now belongs to Hector, which is literally the rightful owner of everything that is the music, the guitars, the celebration of how Hector was the greatest musician and not Dela Cruz, which Dela Cruz's mausoleum is literally the Discrafted, uncapped, boarded up, and literally forgotten, which is like a terrible thing. But even though that is like the the final moment that the villain never wins. However, we are visiting back onto the land of the dead. We finally uh, have to be able to cross the uh, medical bridge, um, but also at the same time joining with Coco walking over the bridge to go to their uh, family and structural home, if you will, whereas Miguel is in a mariachi costume, singing and praising both living and passing relatives uh, on this occasion's Dias de los Muertos. If you ever uh, need a wonderful, wonderful wonderful series this is this this movie is definitely one of them thing one of those films where you can just immediately like you you really would be just like getting choked up because this is a wonderful and tremendous fantastic film to keep watching year in year out just like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas or Hocus Pocus uh, to watch because these are celebrations of not only family but celebration of the parted as well as the celebration of things to come as well as many things. Uh, That being said, uh, I graciously thank you guys for joining me for this wonderful So 
celebration and especially talking to you about two greatest films that I feel that represent not only the Mexican celebration heritage but also to celebrate loved ones. So, yeah, uh, if you're a family member uh, and you really care about them, you call them, you message them, you give them hugs when you see them, you give them kisses when they need them, and, of course, celebrate with them as much as you can, because you never know, you never know, and this is like a true, true testament right there, Know that they are there for you, no matter what. Even in your mind and in your heart. So, to mine, to yours, you guys have a safe one. You guys be safe, be good. And until the next episode. Hey guys, listen, uh, there's many things changing to these uh, episodes, so yeah, I'm currently able to be listened to, and get this, uh, I've been able to be listened to Amazon Music now, as well as Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google's Play, uh, Google Podcasts with uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, a little bit of Spotify, and uh, I actually recently started doing uh you know, Twitch channels. Uh, so yeah, if you could find me through uh, Lone Tech X, you'd be able to see some of my gameplay right there as well. But at the same time, listen to some of my podcasts uh, outside while I'm still delivering some news. Yes, I'm still trying to do other things other than just this, but just for the time being, you can listen to not only this episode, well, all the other past episodes I've done before I've done Twitch. So, uh, once again, you can guys find me at, and this is actually the uh, head, uh, the head page for this, which is anchor.fm slash edcast20. That is anchor.fm forward slash edcast. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, it's literally. Uh, EdCast20, which is uh, E-D-C-A-S-T-2-0, which you guys can hear, hear me from there, you can look at there, and you can leave me a message, as well as find the uh, website that's connected at all. So, yeah, here you go. Take care.